Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. You should let it go. Yes. (laughs) Let it go. Royalties. We won't sing the song anymore. Well, Candace just opened the show for us. Welcome, everybody. You know what? I could let go. I could let go of that song. I'm just saying. I I mean, it makes a good sermon illustration. I will tell you that. You're like, let it go. Everyone's like, okay, got it. They're not going to forget it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if you haven't gathered what we are talking about today, it's about finding freedom from the things that we should let go. Yep. And listen, it's going to be fun. We want you to put your big girl panties on because we're going to have some fun conversations that maybe lead you to deeper waters and deeper freedoms. So if you're ready for it, let's find freedom from all that should. You said deeper waters in the middle of a hurricane. Candace. Oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. I was thinking of the most repetitive Christian song I know, which is, Spirit, lead me where my trust is Won't you do it, y'all? Time and time again, won't you do it, y'all? Come on, won't you do it, y'all? celebrating on the things we're thankful for. So let's celebrate how God is using this podcast to make an impact. Come on now. Yeah. And if you're loving the show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or however you listen. Expat Jimmy left us five stars. And here's what they said. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, LOL. And if you're like, what's LOL? That means laugh out loud. They, they wrote, literally, LOL, I may have made the mistake of listening to the first episode in a doctor's office waiting room. I could not help but LOL, and the lady next to me gave me some strange looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad people are laughing out loud. I have nothing against laughing out loud. You know what's funny about this? LOL, have you heard the whole thing where it was like somebody's mom was texting LOL and they didn't know that it meant laugh out loud? They were instead thinking it meant lots of love. And so they were texting. It's like this. It went viral, this uh, screenshot of a text. Who knows if it was real or not? Don't come at us with that. I'm just telling you the enjoyment I got from it. This mom was texting her son um, or her husband different things like, oh, Bill so-and-so passed away today. LOL. Because she thought it meant lots of love. (laughs) Lots. (laughs) It does not mean lots of love. So if you've been using that incorrectly, that's free knowledge for you today. LOL means laugh out loud. Be safe, people, with your texting and with your abbreviations. True. (laughs) That's good. Candice, you are an expert at buying things that bring you joy. I am. I am. You should buy it. What do you got for us today? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it. Should we I'm buy it? let you hear the crinkle. Okay, you hear this crinkle? It's so fun. It's in a plastic baggie with a zipper. And so you <laughs> just purchased this and you're <laughs> unloading it for the first time. I know. This is a this is a virtual 
um, audio unboxing. <laughs> that was not a sound effect. That's a real zipper. On the package, it says that it is called Sleepy Ride. Mm. Okay, what could that possibly be? If it if it's called Sleepy Ride, what do you think I bought that is bringing me so much joy? What about one of those hood sleepy oh, things? Like a like a sleeping hood that you can just kind of sleep in. Sleepy Ride. Yeah. That's a really good good guess. The sub subtitle to this title of what I purchased says The Secret to Arriving Refreshed. Mm. It was designed by travelists and travel enthusiasts to provide maximum comfort and relaxation during a long flight. I don't know, but I'm going to need me some of this. Continue the unpacking. Now, here's another thing it does. It helps prevent pain and swelling in your feet, legs, and lower back. Oh, see, I was going head area, but now we're now you've shifted things. Okay, compression socks. It's made of memory foam and oh, it is no. It, oh my gosh. It Wait. Has its own carrying case. Are you okay? I okay, guys. What is happening? Okay, it looks like she pulled out a giant purple pillowy. Does this go around your waist? What is it? What is happening? No, this goes around your tray table. Oh, people listening have no clue what we're talking about. There is a hammock. For your feet. What? So basically, you put this strap around the tray table and you clip it and you put your feet inside this dangling hammock to make yourself a recliner footrest. I can't. Why are you not excited about this? <laughs> Jenny Randall. Because that is an extra thing. You have to lug around your hammock while you travel and you're going to be... You're going to be the one. Are you the woman that sets up like Wait a, a full station? Wait a minute. Are you about to judge me? I'm about to judge you hard. Oh, I need, I, I think oh. we're going to need photo evidence of your full airplane setup. I mean, I know you travel a lot. It's good to take care of yourself. Here's the deal. I already wear compression socks when I travel. I'm thinking over 40 varicose veins are knocking at my door and I'm saying, no, ma'am, you may not enter my legs and destroy them. You know, I've already got other things working at my legs. I don't need you coming around. So I wear compression socks, but then I thought, I'm going to get this foot hammock. I saw another lady on the plane with it, and I was jealous the entire flight. Did you ask her to share some space? I couldn't. She was daggum sleeping so hard. You're like, let me get in that hammock. I know. (laughs) She looked like she was taking the best nap of her life. Well, that pushed me over the edge of purchase for sure. Exactly. Well, I went to the Amazons. Yeah. (laughs) And I found out you can buy it for less than $20. So I did. I was like, I'm getting a sleepy ride and I'm going to take it on a plane and let's see how it works. So as, as it stands right now, just the sheer joy of unboxing it and feeling the cushy memory foam, I'm 100% saying you should buy it. Okay. All right. I'm excited to hear how it goes. Guys, we do not get sponsored, believe it or not. (laughs) They are not paying us the big bucks. To support them. So this is like Candace's like love of her life right now. Absolutely. Just yeah. just should you buy it and bring you joy? Try it out. Let's see. I think you should. <laughs> I can't wait. We'll have to do a recap episode and you'll have to tell us how it worked out. In the show notes, we'll put some photos of me sleeping. Yeah. And my whole setup station that you're not judging. Yeah, I'm I'm judging it. I'll be I'm not gonna lie about it. Do you have um oh gosh. Uh, a face? What's it called? Do you wear the eye mask? No, 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 no. I don't wear eye masks because I love my lashes too much. 
so okay. they bother my lashes. Um, do I you put do, a hood on? I don't put a hood on. I'm weird about things around my ears. I do. <laughs> See, you thought you were just getting to know my travel habits. You're getting to know yeah. my worst habits. And now I'm like, oh, let's dive into my therapy there. No, I'm just saying <laughs> I have some things that, yes, they are creature comforts that make travel a little bit more enjoyable. One of them is a Vera Bradley blanket that actually you fold it into itself okay, and it looks no. like a pillow. No. It looks like a pillow. Stop. No, 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 no. So it's brightly colored and multi-pattern, and I just drape it across myself. So I'm calling attention to myself every time I wear it. I know, but I cannot travel without it. It's like my blankie. Don't laugh. Why are you laughing? Crying. I know. You're like, you don't know my travel habit. Like, I, I thought I built you up as, like, a uh, intense traveler with all the things, and then... I took a step back and I'm like, no, it must not be like that. She doesn't have the hood. She doesn't have the eye mask. And they're like, oh no, got my beer right. Stop it. Like <laughs> it's a specific one. I fell in love with it. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't have it. I'm sure, just saying. Sure. Well, I would shut I need- it up if you did. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a backup one if that gets ruined? Yeah, I do. And that's more of like a, a shawl than it is a blanket. Why are you? Am I weird? Listen, y'all, y'all listening. You need to tell us whether this is weird or not. Do Wait, you do have you bring... a travel blanket? Me personally, no. Yeah. You don't have something that you just wrap around you while you fly. No, but I wear a lot of layers, and I'll I'll purposely wear like a long, cozy like sweatshirt thing that I can just wrap up. Oh, see, you're cute and skinny. No, if you're fat like no. me, you can't just wrap up in a sweatshirt. That sweatshirt has occupied skin already in it. Stop. Like, I don't care what size you get. My love handles are taking up that cute little space that you want to put your knees in when you start putting it up. And you ever want me to put my knees against my chest? I better be in trouble and it better be tucked and roll or drop, stop and roll for a fire. Stop. I cannot put my knees to my chest. No, ma'am, I need my blanket. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, last question of the segment. That's really important. <laughs> your backup blanket. Yeah. Is that in, like, a vault in your house? Or do you bring the backup blanket when you travel? I bring it when I travel. So it's not – it's really thin. It's like a, a shawl, like one of those long, thin, silky shawls. And so it doesn't yeah. really keep you warm, but it gives me the cozy texture and textile that I need, you know, that tactile feeling of something being on me. Okay. Okay. That wasn't the last question. I have another one. So do you imagine a crazy person on the plane is going to like sabotage your first blanket and then you're going to be like, no, I'm fine. I got my backup blanket. No, I worry about, um, if I'm being honest, spilling something on it. I'm a messy person when I eat. Mm. I'm not, I'm not like ugly eater. That's different. You know, when you eat something and you look disgusting, I'm not an ugly eater. I'm actually a really pretty eater, but I'm I heard you got a comment. Somebody commented you said, that's a dainty eater. Somebody private messaged me on Instagram. They're like, you know, you were eating in your Insta story. And usually I would be like, oh, oh, gross. But you are actually a really nice eater. I hope that doesn't yeah. sound weird. And I'm like, I'm, yeah, that sounds weird. I'd be like, I'll take that compliment all day. Thank you. Okay. Enough of this segment. This segment's so long. Should I buy it? Yeah, buy it. Sleepy ride. Do it to it. Yes and amen. It really is amazing the things that we tell ourselves that we should and shouldn't do. The things that we constantly play on repeat in our heads. 
Come on now. What do we say? Here we go. We said what? Guys, today, we, as you know, we're talking about should we let it go? Candace and I have just, if we're being fully transparent, uh, we're recording this in September. We just came off a hard weekend separately in our own personal lives. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm already going to cry. And um, <laughs> we're we're releasing this mid-October just to give you some context for like where we're at. And uh, we're going to talk a little about what, what we're experiencing and how this theme fits into that. And um, yeah, we just want to put it out there where we might, uh, I might struggle through this episode, but, but we feel like we wanted to capture um, not the emotionality behind what we're going through, but just the real moments of what is happening. And, and we pray that us talking through it might give you some freedom to talk through what you're going, going through and also see Christ in the midst of. Yeah. Well, I'll start off first because I I have to be a little bit cryptic with mine because of how it involves some family members that don't want their knowledge of what's going on to be out in public. Okay. But I do have a family member that is now in a situation where this person needs daily care. The spouse of this person has had to take on a new role as a caregiver. And with that comes learning new habits, learning new daily routine, learning new, I mean, almost, it feels like you're throwing away an entire lifetime of what you've built up about who you are and what you do during the day to now switch focus and become something different for the betterment of somebody else to take care of them. For example, if you've never had a caregiver bone in you and all of a sudden you're forced into that role, that means there's going to be letting go of of lots of things. For example, say that somebody has to step in a role as a caregiver. What I'm starting to see is this person has to let go of the ability to have some privacy because they care for somebody 24 seven. Now they have to let go of the fact that some of their independence is now garnished up with time, maybe helping that person care for them and change them and literally step into a role where they are consistently put to the test of their meter of love even. Yeah. But what I wanted to pull from that was simply this. I just wanted to encourage people this week that are trying to find freedom from this idea of whatever it is that they found themselves in a season shift by force, not by choice. Because there's a big difference when things around you change unexpectedly and it's forcefully putting you into a new place. That gives you the option of either holding on to what you've known to be your only life, your only truth, your only way of coping, dealing, moving, working, living, whatever it is. If you're in that season to try to readjust and find a new normal and you have to let some things go, first of all, I want to champion you and say you can do it. Yeah. And I want to tell you that you are more capable than what you think. And I want to let you know that It may seem like a little thing to everybody else, the little things that you're letting go on a daily basis, but you can do it and you can do it with dignity and pride and respect and letting go has to be necessary for you to embrace. That's the biggest thing I'm seeing is for you to embrace something new. Often you do have to let go of something else. Tweetable. (laughs) It was. That's really good. I, I want to dig into this a little a little bit deeper. I know your personality type yeah. tends, and we've talked about this before, 
you tend to run through feelings. Is that the right way to word that? (laughs) You're so sweet. That's a nice way of saying it. I am somebody that enjoys adventure, risk, pleasure, joy. Hello, the joy evangelist lady here. And to be that person that really, even in the worst of circumstances, can always see the good. And for me, I do have a tendency not to just run through hardship or or pain or disappointment. I also have a, a tendency to just avoid it altogether. To tap out and be like, Mm-mm, yeah, not doing it. So let's sit here for a second. So we're talking about letting things go, which we know we need to. Well, everything you said so powerful, and I almost like was like, oh, these words are for me. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for those words that you shared. So it's kind of there's two sides of of the situation here. There's some that steamroll through stuff so fast. Oh, I let it go. But what they're doing is actually compartmentalizing, and they're not facing it and they're saying they think they let it go and in reality they're just ignoring it. I I had conviction in that once where I was struggling through something and I actually just ended up ignoring it and I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit say just because you're ignoring the situation and not paying attention to it doesn't mean you're trusting me with it. And what I felt was that I I was being apathetic towards it, mm. right? Like I, I compartmentalized it over here and I just was like, oh, I let it go. But in reality, I wasn't. I was just ignoring it because I don't have time for that. So as we're leaning into this, like, yes, let it go. But also if, you're the, if you know that you're wired in a way that lets it go too fast, but what's the process like when you are that personality type or you tend to lean in that way. Um, can you speak to that for a minute, Candace? Yeah, well, <laughs> this was unexpected, but let's go here. I feel like the things that I'm learning right now um, are just tools for me to understand better how to walk through grief, how to walk through change, how to walk through anything that stirs the pot to where I need to let go to embrace something new. The biggest thing that I've learned as a tool is to remember this. I'm looking at something that I'm gaining, not losing. And it doesn't mean that I avoid what I'm losing, but it does mean that I say goodbye, that I properly grieve it, that I properly let it go. Here's the thing that I know for sure. We have a Bible with 66 books written in it, and my least favorite book is Lamentations. And it's because it's a whole book about lamenting. It's a whole book about how to how to grieve and how to have this this season of grief. But when you really look at the reason why it's in there and why we are told about it, it's because we have to understand fully that grieving is just as much from the Father as joy is. And there are times, I mean, think about Ecclesiastes. You know, the wisest man on all of earth wrote that there is a season for everything under heaven. And so a misconception when people get to know me and they think, oh, she's just going to talk about joy all the time, is that you think that I'm going to give you a free pass from grief. And the reality is, is that it can't be a free pass from grief. You actually have to grieve well so that you can embrace joy, to produce joy. You know, sometimes you're buried, not for your death, but for your birth of something new. Like you're a seed that's planted. And so I really feel like unless we accept the fact that we've been planted, we won't be able to grow out of that. Sitting in grief for me looks like owning the feeling of abandonment when I feel abandoned. 
not fluffing it off as, well, you know, people just don't know what they're missing out on. And I'm so great. So that that's avoidance. I'm so great is that they don't want to be in my greatness. You know, is when you start doing stupid stuff like that, instead of just saying, you know what, God, I really feel lonely here. I feel isolated. I feel like I'm on my own path. I feel like a lot of people know me, but that they don't really know me. And that if they did, they wouldn't stick around. And what do I do with those feelings? Can you help me with how I feel today about that? Can you show me things in your word that maybe combat that if it's a lie? And if it's true, then can you show me how to walk through it properly so that I know that the way that your son was called the man of sorrows, I can identify with him. Like Philippians tells us so clearly, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. You can't fully know Jesus without knowing his suffering as well. So there are some things that when we say, let it go, it's not just brush it off. It's, it's fully embrace what's coming next, but a letting go often looks like acknowledging the goodbye. And I think if people could do that well and just say, this is a, this is a goodbye moment. And I need to look at it and say, no more. Goodbye. This is gone. Grieve it well. And then hold on to what's coming in the next season. That's good. Because I honestly believe you never let go of something without having something else to embrace. And I think too, it reminds me of how God always makes things good. So as you're saying goodbye to whatever it is over here, my challenge is for everyone listening and myself, like say hello to the goodness of God and pray that you see he, you can understand and comprehend. I mean, I know there's so much mystery, like mystery around a lot of circumstance and situations. And, and maybe if you're listening, you're in the middle of a divorce or maybe you're in an abusive relationship or you have cancer and you're like, I can't let that go. But we pray that you let go of the pain maybe the emotional pain or the control of trying to control a situation that's out of your control. And our hope is in even talking about yeah. this, that you you say goodbye to the things you can't control and you say hello to a God who has all yeah. control. Now that, that'll preach. That will preach. I'm going to stop. Hey. There, Candace, everything you said was really, really good. Let it go. <laughs> we can't have that. See, that's perfect sermon illustration. I'm telling you. I I just feel like there's so many people listening right now that we had to do this episode because they find themselves forcibly in a season needing to let go. Well, think about it. It's easy to let go of the things you choose to let go of. It's not easy to let go when you're being forced to. Jenny, here's the deal. I want to talk about your letting go through this aspect. And listen, y'all, we do show notes for y'all to be able to go back and review, but we also do a run of show for ourselves so that we kind of have an idea of where this train is going. Although it's a crazy train, believe you me, we do have some structure to it. We are derailing right now. And I just feel like this is one of those um, moments where the Holy Spirit wants to kind of just reach in and kind of derail us on purpose. Jenny, you've made a major life change within the past month. And you've moved from New York to Florida. Now, granted, you didn't come to Texas, which already kind of makes me sad and upset. (laughs) Hey, I was tempted. You pitched it hard. I'm like, I would love. Let's be neighbors. Yes, down the street. But I know that with moving, there's one letting go that needs to happen. There's, there's one anticipation of things that you have to let go to be able to move. All right. There's community that's, that's lost. There's, 
um, new things that you've got to embrace. You're like, don't bring this up. I watch your face right now. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But not only that, in the, in the process of actually letting go of what you've left from New York to gain Florida, you gained a hurricane here in September. So you, how long have you been at your new house before the hurricane and which hurricane is this? So, so that longevity people know what we're talking about. I actually was going to Google the name of it because I think I've been saying it wrong. Hurricane, is it Doreen or Dorian? I don't even know. I yes. love you so much. You're my friend that can't say things with me and we have a podcast together. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm just here crying, Same. Googling how to friend, say the hurricane's Google name. Do you know how to say I don't, it? I don't. I don't. It's Hurricane. Oh, you guys know we need to get this right. We're not giving up. <laughs> Hurricane. Give up on us. I'm so uncomfortable right now. Uncomfortable. Hurricane Dorian. How do you spell it? Dorian. D O R I A N. Yes, Dorian. Dorian. I don't Fine. Know. Hurricane Dorian. You're basically ruining my so life. So you've been down there in Florida for how long before Hurricane Dorian came through? Or is coming through currently? We moved about three weeks ago. And the kids started school a week after we moved. Uh, we moved not knowing anybody in the actual community or the place we're living. My parents do do winter down here. So they'll, they'll be in Florida for a couple months in the winter. That's how we got to know the place. And we really love it. But yeah, we're, we're here. We left all our community behind and we moved to Florida. And then a hurricane came through. And my husband and I, we, ha- we don't know this hurricane life. Like I remember texting my neighbor being like, what am I supposed to freak out yet? And she's like such a casual, cool surfer girl. She's like, now nah, we're good. Swell's looking real good. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. But you're currently evacuated somewhere right now recording the co- podcast and recording it with me. So we live in on island. And they're saying this is one of the biggest hurricanes the Atlantic ever might, ha- might be experiencing. It's so like unknown. That's the... Uh, unnerving part we don't know what's happening but so they evacuated they our whole island had mandatory evacuation which some of the people that we've gotten to know are actually staying Uh, we have two small kids we have no idea what's happening and Mm. we're like i don't think we should ride out the biggest hurricane for our first one (laughs) there was one woman who i ended up we ended up talking on the phone she was so kind and she was explaining to me like a hurricane sounds like a freight train is coming through your house. Like the winds are so loud and I, and you lose power for weeks sometimes. And uh, you have to figure out like what to do with food. And there's just so much unknown with it that we were like, we should probably listen to the professionals and evacuate. So I'm sitting in in, uh, my, my best friend's house. She has a whole like apartment on the bottom level of her floor. So she's so graciously opened it up to us and we're here monitoring the hurricane um, yeah yeah but no. it, it is something i mean seeing the damage that has been done in the bahamas and all that something that we're like we don't know what to expect with the winds and the storm surge and all of that stuff we honestly are living what we're discussing and trying to work out and shut up ourselves i mean we're trying to find freedom from the things that we should let go of as well so yeah before even the fact that you were going to have to face a hurricane let me just ask you this did you already have some things that you were like, this is tough to let go of? 
I mean, obviously the hurricane in and of itself is throwing a whole different spin on any thoughts that you have now of what you might let go of or have to let go of. But even just making the move, I know there are many people in their lives right now that they are in a new season of, of life and they're having to make a move, whether it be across the states or across the street, or it might not even be a move. It may be a new job, a new whatever. What were the things that you would say, I had to let go of this to be successful here? The hardest thing for me has been to let go of our community. And, I, and I'm not saying like, oh, all my friends there, they don't count anymore. But it's, we had such a beautiful church back in New York and I would do play dates with all our neighbors when our kids were in preschool. So like some of it, we raised our kids together from like babies to second grade. So there's a lot of um, foundational friends that we've done life with. Yeah, We've left my parents who were, of course, intrinsically involved in the life of my kids, uh, investing in them and spending quality time with them and with us and and my brother and sister and, and their families too. Now it, it looks different. And it feels different. Yeah. And leaving that behind has been really hard. Um, and so now we're at this island feeling so alone, not understanding even like what a hurricane's like or anything. And actually, Candace, I didn't tell you this, but I'll tell you now. You sent me a card and you drew Florida on it, which I'm like, is this even Florida? I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you drew Florida on it and you said, welcome home. And God's been using your card to like mm. really um, keep me rooted in like, yeah, this is our home now. Yeah. And whatever happens with the hurricane, like I've already seen community here, although it feels different from New York. Um, our neighbors are like asking us how we're doing and like coaching us through hurricane prep. And like, yeah, um, we're able to do that and like help other people. Um, yeah. So so I've had to let go of the expectation of community because it looks different because mm. it's still new, right? And mm. it's figuring out what it looks like. But I put in my Bible, your card that says, welcome home. And I really feel like we have to do the hard work of making this new place our home, of um, holding on to that vision and being like, okay, even, even if this hurricane ruined our whole house, which I'm not trying to be dramatic when I say that, but even if we come back to nothing, God has still called us. For, for that to be our home in this season. And I joked with my husband that I'm out. I'm tapping out if, it, if it's gone. But <laughs> You're like, that's what I'm going to let go of. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm letting go of this crazy move is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. But, yeah. but the truth is, is that 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 is still God yeah. called us to be there and that's home. And, and um, we look forward to when we get through this hurricane going back and seeing how we can help and serve the community and like put the pieces back together. Yeah. Yeah. So Candace, thank you for your card. First of all, I put it in my Bible and I'm like, I'm going to bring this with me to remind me because it really like when I'm like, what God, like what is going on? And I know I can't, I don't have control over the hurricane or the what ifs or also letting go of my expectations of what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but just thinking, I see that card when I'm praying and it's like, welcome home. It's like, yeah, this, I do have a love for where we are, we're at and the people that are there. And so thank you, Candace, for that encouragement. And I know you're just like, I'm just drawing <laughs> on a card, but it's just. You no, know, it was hard to draw Florida. That was really hard. If it was Texas, it would have been much easier. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Florida is a hard state to draw by just freehand. 
Just FYI. You've got Friend, skills. I love you. I love you. And listen, all of this is not to just say, listen to our our woes and the things that we have going on. Because we even know that this is going to air in October. And y'all are going to yeah. be like, well, that was a while ago. That was a hot minute. wonder how they're doing now. We'll update you. Don't worry. We'll update you. Yeah. Um, but the, the reality is this. We know. We understand. When we're asking you to let something go and find freedom there really has to be a moment where we can say, we're not just talking at you. We identify with you. We're here and we get it. And so if you are in that place right now, letting things go, you're not alone. Don't let, don't let that thought creep in and actually destroy some good work that can happen. You're not alone. Even in Jenny, just saying she's lost community and she felt like she had to let go of community. You did hear her say, but I've been texting my neighbors and I've got this one lady that she did this. And, you know, I mean, you're seeing letting go always leads to embracing something new. Always. You called in with your questions. You shared with us your shoulds. We just want to listen and maybe we can do some good. You said what? One thing we love about our podcast is the community of listeners and the amazing feedback that you leave us. It's a way that we honestly just catch a glimpse into your story. We'd love to feature you on an upcoming show. It's really easy, y'all. Just so super easy. We want you to call this number, 315-308-0163. Leave us a message. And by doing that, you know that we might use your name on a call. But right now... We're not using your name. We got a caller named Becky, and she left us a voicemail. Listen to what she had to say. I am calling from Albuquerque, New Mexico. My name is Becky, and I should learn to let the little things go, and I shouldn't dwell on them. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling, Becky. Wow. Okay, let's talk about dwelling on some little things here. (laughs) Yep. Little thing for me that I feel like I need to let go, but I absolutely cannot, is not cleaning the crumbs off the counter. Does anybody else have family that they'll be like, Mom, I'll do the dishes tonight. Honey, I'll do the dishes. And they do the dishes, but they don't wipe down the counters. Why is that a step we miss? I I feel like I have to let it go, but I can't. I can't. I'm vehemently mad about it. What's another little thing you can't let go? Like, put your socks in the laundry thing everybody. Like, I don't need your stinky socks all over the house. It's not that hard to pick it up, put it in the laundry bin, you know? Oh, I've got to let go of strangers that want to talk, talk really close to me. Oh, does that make sense? Like there's some people that when I meet them, they just want to talk really close. They're just close talkers Mm -hmm. by nature, but you will find an a not true happy representative of Candace Payne when you come close talking to me. Like, here's the deal. People get so excited when I get yeah. to speak and meet them. And I love meeting them. I genuinely do. But I got to be honest, I cannot control my face when somebody close talks. It makes me feel so uncomfortable in so many ways. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm losing oxygen. I don't know why I feel like that, but I feel like I do. And I have to let it go because I got to love people more than my personal space. So I think I need to let that go. I need to let it go. Mm, let it go. Smell their breath. Let them smell yours. Hug it out. Oh. It's going to be good. <laughs> You're making me want to grab back on to it <laughs> real quick. Well, I don't, I want to just speak some wisdom here. I don't know if you need to let that go. You don't, okay. you don't need to be okay. all up in my, 
in my space. Maybe we should be asking people to be the people that talk close to let go of talking close. Yeah, like let that go. Get out of my face. We need to say, if you're a close talker, let that go. Let it go. Don't be a close talker. Don't breathe on us. Don't breathe on us. (laughs) I don't need you to whisper in my ear. Oh, have you ever felt the hot breath of a stranger in your ear? (laughs) No, and I would punch him in the face. Have you? Oh, it makes me cringe. Yes, I had a lady full-fledged kiss me on the cheek after she talked in my ear, but she missed my cheek and she got half of my ear with it. And I feel her lips that are wet on my ear cheek. That space right there between them. She covered them both. I'm uncomfortable. Oh, I got to let that go. I have anger issues. I need to see a counselor over this. Do you see me? I'm getting red. I'm getting viscerally like clammy. I see the boxing gloves coming out. It's coming out. I feel like meat sweats are not too far behind. So this is a good assessment of what really boils you like to like (laughs) an angry sweat. Maybe those are the things we need to let go of. Yes. He said what? Sometimes it's hard to let it go because we find ourselves debilitated with the questions of why did this happen? Why is this happening? There is a time and a season for everything under heaven. And there are times that you need to say, okay, why did this happen? Because it needs to be a personal assessment and a reality check. If you're overspending and you're left with negative balances in your bank account, you need to figure out the why. That's a huge figure out why. You're having financial hardship because there's a financial drain somewhere that needs to be plugged. That's a figure out the why and get it fixed and move on. Yeah. Let that go. But sometimes there's a letting go that you'll never know the why to. You'll never know the why. And so how do you do that? And y'all this week, we want to be able to let you know what the word actually says about it. So without further ado, he said what? First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And this part of scripture is actually talking to the elders and the leadership in the church and talking about how to shepherd people through, through stuff. And it goes on to say, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Stay alert, exclamation point, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all around the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Love that. Yeah. The thing I really want us to focus on in 1 Peter 5 is that It's saying, you be strong in your faith, stand firm, but that's not in your strength. What that's saying, it's pointing you to Jesus because he's the one that restores in the midst of the suffering. He's the one that brings you support and strengthens you. And all you have to do is cast all your anxiety on him. Another translation said, give it to him. And if you're giving something, you're not supposed to take it back. Yeah. So what, what does it look like for us? as a body of believers, to give it over to God and not pick it back up. That's the thing we're talking about today. Just giving him our worries and trusting that 
He is the firm foundation we stand on. And it's not in your strength that things are going to get fixed. It's not in your strength that things are going to be restored. It's in his. And really figuring out through the power of the Holy Spirit and diving into this, even studying this a step further, figuring out what that looks like for you. So I just want to challenge us to really look at how do we cast our anxiety to Jesus? How do we let that go? How do we let go of the relationship of the friend that betrayed you and doesn't want to restore that relationship? How do you let that go and give it to Jesus rather than being bitter or unforgiving? What does it look like to take it a step further and uh, forgive the person that almost feels unforgivable? You know, even in Matthew 6, red letter, this is Jesus. Um, And I'm reading from the Passion Translation, so it's a little bit looser than what we've heard. Um, But even he, in the Sermon on the Mount, taught us some things that was huge. One of them was just how to pray. But another thing that he goes into right after that says, this is why I tell you never to be worried about your life. Chapter 6, verse 25. For all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't there more to your body than just clothing? Look at the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your heavenly Father provides for them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? So which one of you, by worrying, could add anything to your life? If you're going to let go of anything, it needs to be letting go of worry. Letting go of anxiety. Letting go of, you know, the things that keep your mind occupied on what you're losing instead of what He has to give you. Because it says, if you can lose Can you add a single day to your life by worrying? No, you can't. You can't. The worry is never the multiplier. The father is the multiplier. So when you look to him to be the one that multiplies, you're always going to receive. So don't be afraid of the losing and don't trap yourself in the worrying. So that's just a small thing, but I want to really tap into a different aspect of what we've been talking today. I think, I think we've really hounded in the concept of forcibly whether whether or not it's yes or no by force that you're losing something you're going to gain something on the other side i want to speak to letting go to, in in a, in order to forgive yeah good because i feel like this is an aspect that we can't leave this show and this podcast without diving into so the the scripture that i'm going to look at is in matthew 6 still and it's in the father's prayer the lord's prayer have you heard this one a father, which art in heaven. Just keep it going. Keep, don't stop. Hallowed be your name. Feels right. Feels good. I have forgiven everybody in this moment. In verse 14, though, when Jesus was saying, it's this is how he closes up his prayer. When he says, and when you pray, pray like this. This is, think about this. This is the ending to his prayer. And when you pray, Make sure you forgive the faults of others so that the Father in heaven will also forgive you. I'm just going to say this. Forgiveness is key. If you need to let go of something that somebody else has done to harm you, forgiveness sets you free. Yes. And I want to give you a visual illustration of this. My pastor here in... um, Texas. I go to the Oaks Church in Red Oak and Scott Wilson, I'm giving you a shout out. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Pastor Scott Wilson, he said this one time and it changed my entire perception of forgiveness. He said, do you know how to trap trap a monkey? So I'm going to ask you, Jenny, do you know how to trap a monkey? No, I feel like I just lure him with a banana. Uh, you do. That's part of yes. it. But how do you trap him? Like, what? Say he gets a banana. 
I just hug them real tight. You hug them really tight. Well, what they do, and this is no joke, they actually trap monkeys in other countries by putting a banana inside of a hollowed out coconut, but they only make the opening to the coconut as big enough for the monkey's hand. And then they chain the coconut to the ground. And what happens is that the monkey gets really curious about that banana inside that coconut. It goes over, it plays a little bit with that coconut, sees the banana and says, I'm going to get that banana. Puts its hand in the coconut, grabs the banana, and then is trapped. Simply because it won't let go of the banana. Oh, wow. So, this is what forgiveness does. When you let go of the harm somebody else has done to you, it sets you free. Yes. When you're holding on to something so tightly and you don't let it go, you will be trapped in your emotions. You'll be trapped in that season. You'll be trapped in insecurities. You'll be trapped in fear. You'll be trapped in trauma for years. Just like you trap a monkey with enticing him with a hole that's only big enough to be able to hold on to his hand. But yet if you want that banana to be able to pull it out, you're trapped. Mm. And if you're trying to pull out forgiveness or an apology or anything from somebody that's done you wrong and wounded you, you will never be set free from it. Yeah. The, the power is in your letting go. The power is in you saying, I don't need this and you dropping it to the ground. That's good. And so for those of you struggling with forgiveness, Jesus himself made it a point to say, forgive us as we forget those who harm us as well. There is something real about letting go in forgiveness, the wrongs that others have done. And I'm not saying justify them. I'm not saying give them a free pass to continue to harm you in your life. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But if there's been a wrong done against you that has been eating at you and it's become a grudge and it's developed into a stronghold in your life, let go and forgive. Amen. Because with that letting go, you will find freedom that your heart desperately desires. Some of you are saying, I should just let go and I should just move on and I should stop questioning why. How do I do that? How do I do that? Forgive. Yeah. Forgive. And forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. Forgiving means simply saying, I've been forgiven. Therefore, I have to extend that same thing to you. So good. I would love to just share a major yay God moment I had Yes. In forgiveness. I began to pray in a whole different way once forgiveness entered my life. Well, I'm telling you, letting go honestly allows you to embrace something new every time. We couldn't we couldn't hammer this in more if we tried to today on top on today's topic. Letting go sets you free and it always allows you to embrace something new. Hey, let's pray. We want to encourage you the best way we know how, and it's through going to Jesus because we know he holds all that freedom. So we're going to close today's episode in prayer, and we hope it encourages you. So wherever you're at, just join with us. We're not just praying at you. We want to pray with you. And whatever your circumstance looks like, I just want you to imagine holding that like in your hand. This is going to be a little interactive. Whatever circumstance you feel like you need to let go of, whether it feels small or insignificant, it's not. So hold on to that, whether if if it's a big situation, just imagine that right now. And God, we lift up these situations to you. 
Yeah. Lord, we pray over every individual situation that the listeners and this community is lifting up and giving to you, God. And we just pray for a release, a release of control in the areas you have not called us to control. We pray for a boldness in the areas you've called us to, to boldly let go of and lay at your feet. God, I pray for uh, a boldness to surrender the things that we've held on to for far too long, God. I know that for some, they're in a season of suffering. And I'm not diminishing that at all, God, but I just pray your yeah. protection and your peace. So we we pray for those in a season of suffering, whether it's disease, whether it's divorce, whatever it looks like for each individual circumstance represented and lifted before you, God, I just pray for a release and for the peace to begin to enter in. Like we've talked about today, we let it go. God, what are you replacing it with? So I pray, Holy Spirit, that you begin to give people vision for what you're replacing in their lives, God. I pray for... Um, vision for purpose, visit vision for destiny, vision for the areas that you're going to make whole. I pray that that vision, that thing you're replacing, God, that they that is a thing that you're speaking into them. That's the thing that's carrying them to the next season. Hmm. Father, I, I know we've got people listening right now that they are forcibly in a place to let things go. They are seeing... The times change, <laughs> the seasons shift, the things move out of their control that they thought they had a firm grasp on, and forcibly they need to let go of some things. Father, I ask that you give them peace in the middle of letting go. I ask that you give them wisdom to embrace the things that you are putting before them and not to accept lesser things as well. God, we know that you are a God that says that you will work all things for our good according to your purposes. All of us that are called and that are loved by and love you, you work it, you work it out. So God, we just trust you. We put our trust in you. And really isn't that what it's about? It's about surrendering and trusting. Yeah. And so Father, we just ask that we would be a people of surrender and we'd be people of trust. And that you would empower us to do that by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, hey, time traveling Jenny here. Uh, I'm recording this a couple days before the episode goes live. And I just wanted to give you a Randall Hurricane update. Now, this is my story. This is my version of what happened. And I know there's other versions of the story that didn't end so well. A couple days after this recorded, I was able to leave my best friend's house. She was so hospitable. We were able to drive home. We drove through some areas that were flooded and our home was still standing. So confetti to the face, my friends. Thank you for letting me share that process. And you know, it's this weird dichotomy of other people don't get to celebrate the way we're celebrating right now. And I'm aware of that. And if you're in a season of what does it look like when there isn't a celebration on the other side of it, I want you to know that God is still good. And I believe he will reveal that to you as you seek him and as you surrender to him and as you let it go. Well, you know what time it is. It's time to shut the should up, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. To share your should, call 315 315- Three zero eight zero one six three, and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. 
If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.